This call may be recorded or transcribed.
Good morning. It's a thankful Thursday here on Declare Victory. This is Prosperous Pam. Welcome to the call. Is anyone joined who'd like to say good morning? Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Thursday. God bless everyone on the call. Hey, hey. I have a hey. prayer request. Hey, uh, hey, I, Sister Lisa. You have a you yes. said you have a prayer request? Hold on, let me That's go it. ahead and get let me okay. hold on, let me go ahead and pull it up. No. Um sorry about that. I should have had it ready. Okay, go ahead. Okay, pray for my bishop. The panel that was at his house last night for healing. And first lady, she has still four stage cancer, and my auntie Linda in Texas. So thank you for healing and God gonna get them through. Um, okay, so I got your bishop um, and his and, the first and and his first, wife, the first lady. Yes, and my for healing. Linda. Yeah, for healing. The, the both of the ladies have cancer. Yeah, four stage. <clears throat> Okay, Bishop, wife, and your aunt? Uh-huh, Linda. Uh-huh. And Aunt Linda. Thank you so much. Okay, you are very welcome. You are very welcome, and we will definitely have keep them all day. lifted in prayer. Have a, have a great day. All right. Has anyone else joined the call who'd like to say good morning? Good morning. It's good morning. Oh, go ahead. Good, good morning, morning Susie. Good morning. Welcome to the call. Happy Thursday. Great to hear your sound. And who else is that? Good morning. Good morning. This is Sabrina. Um, good morning, um, Declare Victory family. Happy Thursday, everybody. And I would like to have a prayer request for healing over my body, please. Thank you. Okay, got it. Thank you. You're who welcome. Else joined the call? Who else has joined the call who would like to say good morning? Good morning. Good morning. Who's that? Carla. Carla? Mm-hmm. Hi, Carla. Welcome to the call. Hi, good morning. You, is this your first time calling? No. Oh, okay. So I just probably didn't recognize your voice. Well, welcome to the <laughs> call. Happy, thankful Thursday. Carla and all Thank of you who joined. Is there anyone else on the call who'd like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Krishanda. God bless you all. Good morning, Cherry Krishanda. So <laughs> great to hear your sound. Love you, sis. Love you, too. Is, it, is there anyone else on the call who'd like to say good morning? Good morning. Good yes, morning. morning. I heard a couple of people. Good morning. It's wonderful, Wanda. Wonderful, Wanda. Welcome to the call. Happy, thankful Thursday. Who else has joined us today? Good morning. Good morning. This is Brianna the Backer. Happy Thursday. Brianna the Backer, I love it. Welcome to the call. Happy Thursday. And who else is that? Juanita. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Juanita. We love you. Have a blessed, blessed day today. Thank you. Love you, too. Is there anyone else who's joined who'd like to say good morning? Good morning, Miss B. How are you doing this morning? Miss B, good morning. Wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing okay, please. 
God is Great good all the time. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Thank you, Lord. Is there anyone else who's joined who'd like to say good morning? Welcome to Declare Victory. God has blessed us with a, a new day with fresh new mercies. Who else has joined us who'd like to say good morning? Good morning, Prosperous. This is Jew. Good morning, Jubilant. Good morning. Always love hearing your sound. Good morning. Likewise, likewise. Is there anyone else on the call who'd like to say good morning? Hey, good morning, Pam. It's Dee Dee. I love you. Happy Thursday. Good morning, Dee Dee. Love you, sister. Happy Hug Mom. Thursday. Hug mom oh, for me. I will, and you, and you hug mom too. <laughs> hug your okay. mom too. Love okay. our, we love our mamas. Yes, love we do. Sister. And our, and my nephew, and my curfew. <laughs> oh yeah, yes. Give him a special hug. I'm sure he'll be running in here soon. <laughs> Okay, great. Well, it is now time to get started. So if everyone can go ahead and put your phones on mute, we can get started. So again, please put your phones on mute and we will get started with the call. Uh, Hello, my name is Prosperous Pam and I am your host. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Thanks for joining us for the last, oh, I don't know if I have the right one. It talks about the last couple of days in June. Um, uh, where our monthly theme was purpose. Okay, sorry, um, that must be a typo. Uh, there is one announcement today. Ladies, please join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out Women's Call, hosted by Miss Lisa Porter. They are studying the book, The Bait of Satan by John Bevere. The call takes place 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here by dialing the same number tonight. The prayer request, um, I there was one prayer request on the app. I thought I had it pulled up here. Um, and that is for uh, our sister, JC who would like us to pray for Debbie Dowell, who lost her son to gun violence. So let us please pray for Debbie Dowell, who lost her son to gun violence. Um, And we did have a couple of spoken prayer requests uh, for our sister Lisa. Uh, Please pray for her bishop and his wife, the first lady, for healing. And um, also for her her aunt, Linda, for complete and total healing, Lord, we know you are able. And we also say a prayer for Sabrina over the healing of her body. So, Lord, we just pray for complete and total healing over um, Sabrina and all of those unspoken prayer requests. Um, <clears throat> if you could put your phones on mute, I'm hearing some background noise. That would be great. 
Um, the order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Juliet. The declaration will be brought by Yolandra. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. I'll repeat that prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Juliet. The declaration will be brought by Yolandra. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. The scripture for today is Ecclesiastics for, um, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until instructed to come off of mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Before we enter into prayer, let's think about <clears throat> the posture of our heart, posture of our hearts right now. Where are we right now with God right now? Are we in a quiet place with him? We're thinking about a lot of things right now that we need to push to the side. The purpose is to be in his presence. Because this hour, this moment is all we have. Let us press into his presence right now where his spirit abides. Open our hearts and our ears at the same time. Let the joy of the Lord flow to every fiber of our being right now. As we press in, as we rush in to sit with our Father, Abba, we love you. We adore you. And there's no God like you. Papa, we want you to hear our hearts today. as we recklessly abandon ourselves in your arms. Let us bathe in your presence right now, Jesus. The lover of our soul, our keeper, the breath of life. Oh, Jesus. We love you. We adore you. 
We need you. Some of us feel so lost and confused. We don't understand your goodness, your love, your mercy. We just want you, Lord, to speak to us, speak to our hearts, Lord. Breathe, 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 Holy Spirit. Just to love you, Lord. Some of us don't know how to do it. Break every chain that binds us to this world. Just this moment, Lord. Our purpose is to serve you, Lord. walk in our purpose, Lord, to be what you created us to be. We need our assignment today. Drugs, 
or, uh, or just misuse of drugs, trying to medicate, self-medicate because of the voices in their head that, that have told them they're not good enough, keeps lying to them about their purpose. We put them in that water as well, Lord. And then those that are grieving, Lord, have mercy, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. On those families, the lady lost her son to gun violence, Lord. Oh, God, be her peace right now, Lord. Be her strength right now. Carry her over her threshold of pain, Lord, until she comes to herself, Lord, and realize you're with her every step of the way. Mm, Thank you, Jesus. presence right now, Lord. Our hearts are over, overwhelmed, overjoyed because of your mercy and compassion that fell not, Lord. We're so worthy of the praise, the glory, and the honor. just want to pour our praise out to you, Lord. Let's pour our praise out to you, Lord. Like oil. Drench us, Lord. Hmm. Drench us, Lord. So, DV, people of God, as you take your phone off mute, just pour your your joy, your frustrations. Pour it out on God right now. Oh, hallelujah.
I just want to do a sound check uh, to make sure that you can hear me. Juliet, can you or um, Prosperous, can one of you guys let me know if you can hear me okay? And um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, happy Thursday, everybody. Um, I still am having a hard time believing that we are, well, not a hard time, but I mean, we're in July. Like we are... it's just amazing how quickly this year has passed, but or how it, quickly it seems that it's passed. Maybe it's the same every year. I don't know. It just seems like this got here, this July 6th got here pretty quick. Um, today is my youngest granddaughter's birthday. She's not on the line, but happy birthday, Bon Bon. 
And I think I heard that it's prosperous. Um, it's your birthday too. Did I hear that wrong? If if I if I if I did um, hear it wrong, I apologize. If I did not, happy birthday. Um, so I wanna I wanna jump in, Father. I just bless your name. I thank you for this topic, which is so dear to me. Purpose. I pray, Father, that you would help us this morning as we listen, as we make sure our phones are muted, uh, as that as we demolish the arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ, that we actively do that this morning. And we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once your obedience is complete in us. I thank you that we keep our thoughts and our minds focused on you and Holy Spirit, that you reveal to us the word, the instruction, the correction, and the direction that we should take. We yield our hearts to you. We yield our minds to you, Father. We glorify you and we praise you for this opportunity to share and receive this morning. I thank you that you start with me first and that it spreads to every person under the sound of my voice, whether they are live this morning or they are listening to the playback. God, we honor you. Thank you for technology that we can use technology for our purpose. Well, it's really your purpose, but we can use it for our purpose and for our benefit so that we can grow, so that we can become who it is that you've called us to be. You've called us out of darkness into this marvelous light. And Father, we celebrate you for that. We give you glory and we give you honor in Jesus' matchless name. Thank God. Amen. You know, history often, well, first, let me give you this disclaimer. <clears throat> I'm outside in the humid weather of um, Texas. <clears throat> My voice is sounding a little funny. That's all right. I got some water. Um, but uh, there might be some noises. Um, please uh, ignore them. Don't let them distract you so far as quiet but i got to tell you it did scare me that some people came outside and started mowing their lawns at um eight o'clock in the morning but you pretty much have to because of the heat anyway i think it's all done now uh t -t today though today we are going around the corner down the alley over the hill to get across the street just follow me we will get to the intended destination you know history often um, shows adversity or suffrage um, is generally the catalyst for creativity and inspiring inventors uh, to create life-saving feats or ingenuity. Like, for example, there have been movies that are written um, based on the suffrage of other people or the events that a person has experienced, books and lyrics to old school music. Some of you can think of some tunes right now um, that, that pop up in your mind, whether it's old school music or, um, or or some of the newer music that we're hearing today. But there are also people like Italian um, Vitali Bramani, who created the world's first vulcanized rubber sole after six climbing companions 
perished in a snowstorm on the Italian Alps in 1935. Can you imagine hard-soled Nikes uh, clanking up and down the basketball court or you uh, hard-soled shoes uh, with you trying to run and do your exercises? No, ma'am, no, sir. We would, That would really give us an excuse not to do it. There are other individuals that created services or a technology to eliminate inconveniences and suffrage, such as the British inventor Trevor, Trevor Bayless, who was inspired to create the wind up, a wind up radio after seeing a 1991 TV program about the spread of AIDS and um, HIV across the African continent. Um, and, and this wind up radio doesn't require electricity. And so what that did for millions of Africans who do not have the luxury of electricity, it, it afforded them the ability to be able to stay connected to world events and local, you know, local news because they could just wind up their radio and listen. And then there's the African-American inventor, Garrett Morgan, who gave the world two life-saving devices the first was the safety hood, which he created in 1912, which was the forerunner to the, to the gas mask, enabling firefighters to safely battle fires. And then the second invention, uh, the second patent was in 1923, when Morgan invented a new electric traffic signal after witnessing a traffic accident, which was fatal um, at an intersection. There are countless individuals that have broken medical, um, uh, excuse me, that have broken barriers uh, for medical advices, devices and technologies and other services to make life easier for loved ones that were suffering from a disease or a disability um, that the world now benefits from. It seems to me that most suffering is allowed by God because it has, hmm, you got it, purpose attached to it. In other words, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Romans 8 and 28. I have a feeling that that's going to be a theme scripture for this, uh, for this um, uh, declaration for the remainder of the month. Here's a Tanya, not Tanya nugget. Do you believe your suffering has purpose? Or do you know it does? Don't answer me. Just thought that I would raise that question. Purpose. Now, we've heard the definition this week, and we're going to hear it, I'm sure, uh, this month. But somebody, for the remainder of this month, but somebody somewhere said that repetition is the mother of all learning. So here's another dose. According to the Oxford definition, purpose is defined as correction or regulation um, the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. I like that part. The reason for which, I'm going I'm to change it up a little bit. Is that okay? Don't answer me. The reason for which we exist. Here's a subject change. There are hundreds of fighting styles, like boxing uh, with gloves. Ask Didi about that. No, I'm just playing. Kickboxing street fighting, dirty fighting, and to me, there's a difference, and so on and so forth. According to Black Belt Wiki, there are more than 180 martial arts styles, such as karate, taekwondo, kung fu. Y'all remember the, the uh, Chuck Norris movie? 
<laughs> so on and so forth. There are various reasons that people fight. For example, some fight for money, others for competition, uh, some fight for pride, recognition, fear, self-defense. Others fight because they like to fight and so on. I personally have not witnessed many schoolyard or neighborhood fights, mostly because I was too short and didn't want to be bothered with all the shoving that takes place, you know, trying to get the perfect position in the crowd so you can see what see the action. Um, but you know what's fascinating to me? The crowd, and, I, and I, 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 this came to me as I was writing, the crowd instinctively encloses the competitors allowing just enough swinging room um, so so that you don't get hit and they have enough room to throw their blows. I cannot claim being an opponent in the sport, uh, except that the times two different boys punched me because they liked me. Hmm. Nope. I think that's a Selah moment right there. Maybe one day somebody will give me the revelation why a young boy, never mind, let's move on. By this time, some of you may be thinking of your fighting days, whether it was the windmill tactic. <laughs> Child, I can see it in my mind. Head down, an arm swinging wildly like a windmill. <laughs> or the calculated tactic in which you watched your opponent. You stood silently as they ranted and raved about who they was, you better recognize. You don't know who I'm, you messing with and blah, 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 blah. But you had a laser focus on what you were gonna do and how you were gonna do it. And in the middle of their ramp, bah! You hit them right where you visualized. Others, perhaps, not any of you on this call. Picked up bottles, bricks, sticks, brass, knuckles, placed rocks in socks or golf balls in socks or whatever else you could find to knock the hell out of the person who scared you nearly to death, who terrorized you, who was always aggravating you. It was the desperation that drove you to use something other than your fist to draw the line, the line in the proverbial sand to defend yourself because enough was enough. We don't always fight because we want to. Most times it's because we must, like the person who finally finds the courage to defend themselves from their abuser or the mama who is usually mild-mannered <laughs> I, I can, I can, I can. Like the the little uh, little 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 red caboose. Anyway, um, I, as I was saying, or the mama who was usually mild mannered until somebody messes with her baby or baby. Here's a Tanya not Tanya nugget or moment. This ain't no nugget because I don't want you to do this. It's a Tanya not Tanya moment. Don't worry. I'm going to give you some words, and I know exactly where I'm going. I told you to just be patient. My children were out. We were living in Vallejo at the time. My children were outside playing. Way back in the day, somebody needs to meet, way back in the day when children actually played outside. They had bicycles and skates. and Anyway, they were outside playing. It was a warm summer day, and um, 
one of them, or maybe all of them, came in and reported that a male neighbor had harassed or either hit them. I cannot remember which which word they used. Before I knew it, my feet headed to the house down the street to where my Middle Eastern neighbor uh, lived, and, and I aggressively asked him if he put his hands on my kids. I still remember the look of fear. I don't know if it was it seemed to me it was fear in his eyes when he adamantly denied touching my child. To this day, I still think and praise God that the man didn't say yes or that he didn't become aggressive towards me. I literally am shaking my head that I didn't consider this word. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, <laughs> but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. Romans twelve seventeen through 19. Now that scripture did not pop up in my mind. I just knew I had to go down the street to find out what was going on. The word fight, according to Oxford, says, or is defined as training that makes people more willing to obey or more able to control themselves. What an oxymoron. Often in the form of rules and punishment if these are broken, or it is the behavior produced by this training. And I, I'd like to focus on the latter part of the definition. The behavior produced by training. The title of my declaration is Fighting for Purpose. Now, you may or may not want to take notes, but I, I, I am going to give you some steps as we um, as we go through the declaration. You know, Monday, Dion reminded me of my intentional, independent search for my purpose. I recall it was a rainy afternoon when we headed to Oakland to this lunch. I think it was on a Saturday because I was working for Goodwill. I was the um, I was the director for our uh, for a, a training program. It was a called the Bayview Hope Transportation Academy. I named that um, that program because it was intentional. I wanted, I didn't realize it at the time, but I was creating purpose for underserved um, residents, people who had been, who were on paper or who had been um, in, either in county or um, a state penitentiary. Uh, we were intentionally creating purpose for them by uh, teaching them how to get their Class A commercial driver's license. That's a, another story for another time. But I remember attending this event with Dion, and I was awestruck. I hope that I didn't drop my jaw um, as much as I did with wonderment and amazement at these women. They, I don't know if they were claiming to be saved or not, but this it was a business luncheon. It was women who were standing, talking about what they were doing, how they were doing it, and why they were doing it. Here I was with my faith, sanctified, Holy Ghost, tongue-talking self who had no clue why I was on the earth. I mean, 
from a from the perspective from their perspective the way they articulated it. I wasn't a bad person. I loved Jesus. I fasted. I prayed. I gave my tithes. I I was a good little wife. I I served faithfully in my church, but I did not know what my purpose was. I could not articulate it. We enjoyed ourselves, but I remember, I think Dion hunched me and said, let's go. And I said, I'm right on your heels. We left the entire way home from Oakland to Vallejo, where we lived at the time. I was bewildered. We couldn't believe what we heard. Anyway, how many of you know that you don't know what you don't know? I remember that that luncheon annoyed me, and it and it caused me to begin to ask two primary questions: What am I here for? Surely it's not just to work. At Goodwill, I loved what I did. Matter of fact, Ray, I hired Raven to work with me. What we did was, um, it was amazing work. But that I knew that that wasn't it. I, I knew it wasn't. It had to be. Couldn't be just that. Or could it, God? Is that is that what you purposed me for to work with those people? Not even like me at Goodwill. You know, we had our own thing going on outside of Goodwill, um, where we operated. God blessed us to operate. Um, independent of goodwill. They just funded they funded the program, but they didn't know really that they didn't have a secret sauce. I knew those people didn't like me. I knew those people were working schemes and stuff. Um, but anyway, let me move on from that. And then the, the second question was, what is my purpose? I loved helping my dad build True Hope Church of God in Christ. I loved, I yes, I did. I helped him build that ministry. But is that it, God? Am I? I don't mind remaining in the shadows. I don't mind serving Him. I don't. I don't mind at all. But is that it? I asked and thought about my life um, because at this time I think I might have been forty-nine. Yes, I was forty-nine at this time. It wasn't a midlife crisis. It was a midlife awareness. What am I supposed to do? That became the center of my attention on my commute to work. God, is this all? You want me to commute every morning from Vallejo, crossing two bridges, from Vallejo to San Francisco every morning? This what you want me to do, sit in traffic so I can get to where I'm going and do what I'm supposed to do and come home in traffic? Is that it, God? If it is, I'm willing. I got, listen to me. I got crickets. I got crickets and sometimes bone dead silence. Finally. I was provoked to do something about it. Here's a Tanya, not Tanya Nugget. Now we're in 2000. Well, never mind. Here's my nugget. In my time of reflection recently, I realized no one, absolutely no one in my circle, no one at my local church or my district meeting or my convocations broached the subject of purpose that I can recall. I don't even remember a training at work about the topic. Though there is the possibility that perhaps someone mentioned something about purpose and I missed it because I wasn't ready to receive the idea. That, that is a possibility. But at this point in time, I cannot remember ever anyone other than me going to that luncheon and those women articulating themselves the way that they did. Let's fast forward to January 2010. I decided to knock, seek, and ask. That's step number one if you take a note what I did. I decided to fast 
until I got an answer. I was determined. Do you hear me? I was determined to find out what my purpose was. I isolated myself. We didn't have social media really. It wasn't, I think there might have been MySpace. At this, it might have just started, but we with social media, we did not have all of the platforms that we had, so it was no no big deal for me to um, uh, isolate myself from social media. I didn't want any external um, influences uh, impeding on my quiet time with God. I I was an empty nester at the time, and Carl happened to be on a business trip. I think by this time, I had been laid off from Goodwill. Yes. No, yes, by this time, I have been, my birthday present from Goodwill was to lay me off. Anyway, whatever. Um, God purposed that that time for me was based on my desires. I didn't have to worry about cooking dinner and, you know, answering questions or whatever. I had my house at 205 Breeze Walk Drive all to myself, and I plopped myself down on my white couches, and I determined that I was going to get an answer. I determined that my outcome was going to be discovering my purpose. Step number two, I created the right question. Step number three, I asked the appropriate person, God. Step number four, I prepared for the answer. God and the Holy Spirit, I know they're one, but I, both of them. Um, uh, I prepared for the answer. Step number four, I got a pen. Literally, I didn't want to type it out. I wanted to write it out. I got a pen. I got my notebook. Maybe I had a Bible. I don't know. I don't even remember. But those were my tools. And I positioned myself. My determination was based on the scripture. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. Not maybe, the door will be open. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him. That's found in Matthew 7, 7 through 11. Now, I'm very aware that verse 11 is generally, and this text is generally used to assure people that when they ask for the gift of the Holy Spirit, that our Father will honor our request. However, there is nothing that specifically says this scripture can only be used when you are coaching people and building their faith up about receiving the Holy Spirit. I feel just as convicted to use this text as my argument that whatever we ask of our Heavenly Father, we can rest assured that we will honor our request provided we do the work and that our hearts and our intentions are that are positioned in the right position um, so that we can then take on the stance so that we can fight to receive purpose. Yes. Just because you say you want purpose, just because we're going to be talking about purpose all month, don't think that it will just come. For some of you, it may just, the Lord may download what your purpose is. He may absolutely do this. But I have a sneaking suspicion that many of us are going to have to fight for purpose. We're going to have to fight to receive purpose, to get the, to get the download of what it is 
that we've been called to do. Here's a Tanya, not Tanya nugget. Some people, and, and, and yes, some of you on this call and some of you that are listening to this playback will not ask because you don't want to know. Some of the reasons may be due to fear. It may be dear, due to doubt. And it may be due to complacency. But I want to challenge you today. Don't be one of those people. I'm not sure how many days pass, but as sure as I know my name is Tanya, not Tanya. The download flowed like water. It's as if the Holy Spirit turned a nozzle on and he allowed these three words to flow. Teach, write, serve. I knew without the shadow of a doubt that that was my purpose. Now that's been 13 years ago and I still walk in purpose to do, but I had but he gave me some other things, but I'm not going to give you that information because it's private. Um, but it, I, I'm telling you, if I don't know nothing else, I know it. The irony is that these are things that I was already doing. It is who I am at my core. But this revelation helped me to be intentional about how I would teach, right, and serve. Um, I recall, if you will recall, I said earlier that I was not, not much of a physical fighter, but that's not my testimony today. Oh, baby, I know how to fight today. Um, I, I was probably more of a windmill fighter back in the day, and I'm talking about spiritually. I, I'm not no fighter. I'm not going to get my face all scratched up and hickeys all in my head. And from what I know, punches hurt, and I'm a peacemaker. And I can talk. I can usually talk myself out of situations and talk myself into getting stuff that is who I am. I, but not not from a manipulative, a negative manipulative standpoint, more of influence and more um, to benefit the kingdom. Right. Um, not not for for many, many selfish um, things. Anyway, um, again, fighting God will teach our hands how to war fighting for purpose, mm, fighting for purpose. Yes. I hope y'all can't hear that lawnmower. I just heard it. Please ignore it because I can't go back in the house at this point. Um, let me give you a couple of scriptures. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your confession in the presence of many witnesses. That's found in 1 Timothy 6 and 12. Fighting for purpose. Once you get it, you got to fight to keep it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Let me read this scripture again. I'm going to read it in the King James Version, though, this time. I believe I am. Hold on one second. Let me find it. 1 Corinthians. I'm going to be reading for your hearing. 1 Corinthians 10. Five through six, it says, casting down imagination and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Listen, once you attain purpose, once the Holy Spirit reveals to you your purpose because you got to understand the Holy Spirit is the great spirit of truth. He is the revelator. He will reveal you pray when you pray to him. He will reveal your purpose. I'm, t I'm telling you 
That's exactly what will happen if you are diligent about like somebody text me and let me know if that's too loud for you. That that is exactly what he will do if in fact if in fact you are serious about understanding and knowing what your purpose is so you can live in purpose, on purpose, for purpose. Thank you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. But you got to fight. You got to be willing to fight to get it, and you got to be willing to fight to maintain it. Because I'm telling you, the enemy will try to punk you out of purpose. The enemy will try to trick you out of purpose. The enemy will try to make you think, oh, well, that was her. That was way back then. You know, it ain't like that today. We got all these, listen, casting down imaginations. He will try to punk you into thinking your past prohibits you from purpose. That's a lie straight out of hell. He will try to make you think that you are undeserving. He will try to make you think nobody would listen to you. Nobody would be able to identify from you. I'm telling you, that's a lie out of hell. What do I do then, Tanya? Casting down imaginations, casting down those thoughts that come, casting down those beliefs, the fear, the doubt, anything. Listen, when I talked about fighting, what I failed to say is that the enemy is a dirty fighter. Now, there is there is street fighting, and this is my definition. Somebody, when we get into love, life, and victory, and we get ready to do that, can tell. So my definition is street fighting. There, there, there are no real rules. You know, you use your fist. Uh, you know, it's one of those fights where somebody called you out or whatever, or you protecting your or or pride is there, or you protecting your honor, or maybe you're protecting the honor of somebody um, that you love. And, and listen, you listen, you let's go. And it ain't a whole bunch of talking, and y'all go for it whether it's windmill or whether it's calculated um, punches that you throw, right? That's my definition of street fighting. My definition of fighting dirty is when you pick up whatever you can. <laughs> you pick up whatever you can and you go for it. And you don't stop until that person is running or you don't stop until you got that person on the ground. Um, dirtier fighting is when you hit people out of nowhere and they don't even know it. Like they don't, they don't even know they're getting ready to fight you and you bam, you know, you let them have it. That could be another, and we could talk about that if you want to. But what I want to tell you is that the enemy is all of that. He don't care nothing about you. He don't care nothing about your feelings. He don't care nothing about your kids. He don't care nothing about your job. He don't care nothing about your health. And actually, to be honest, he, he, the real, the fight is not with you. The fight is with God. You see, because he knows his arms are too boxed, and I'm not using that as a question. His arms are too short to box with God. He cannot even approach God to begin to fight him. So what does he do? He picks on his kids, us. Us. And he's intentional about it. One of the fights he picked with me was to, um, God allowed it, though. Right. One of the fights he fixed with me well, he couldn't get me. So he messed with my sons all the time. They was in and out of jail. The, young, the latter part, of, the younger part of them in and out of jail started as teenagers. And then for my, you know, my oldest boy, I was like, God, is he this cannot be his light, his, his lot in life. 
And so I began to war for my son. I spent many a days praying and fasting and interceding on his behalf. But then the Lord allowed me to then not be selfish. And I began to pray for many of my friends' sons. And sons became the target. Because that's when um, beefing began to wrap up and they were um, identifying with this set and the next set and all this, that, and the other. Are you sure I'm good at this? Um, uh, anyway, so, so let me tell you. So then what he did with, the, with the, my baby boy is that he, okay, he, he, he afflicted his body. He was diagnosed with stage four cancer at, the, at 21 years old. And baby, when I tell you I learned how to fight, I learned how to fight dirty too. You're not taking my kid. No, you're not. I don't care what y'all say. And you're not going to put him out of this hospital. And that was my tone to the resident physician. No, no, you, no, we not. We can talk about it if you want to, but he's not going nowhere. So y'all figure out what's going on. And so God delivered him and God healed his body. And then I had to fight again because he needed a brand new kidney. And ah, glory to God. Before I knew it, he had a brand new kidney in the middle of COVID. I've had to fight many, many battles. I don't have this posture just because, you know, my name is Tanya, not Tanya. I fought to get here. I fought for my freedom. I fought for this peace that I have. I fought for my free. So as I conclude, so we can transition into love, life, and victory, I want to encourage y'all to fight for purpose. If you have it already, I applaud you, sis. I applaud you, bruh. If you have it already, important to fight to keep it. If you don't know, it's okay. I was 50 years old before I discovered what purpose was, and it was right in front of me, right in my hands all the time. You're not too young. You're not too old. Don't beat yourself up about it. All right? All right. Father, we thank you for this word, and we're getting ready to transition into love, life, and victory, um, and we thank you for the opportunity to do so. I want to open the call up at this time for anybody that wants that got on the call late and you want to be able to say, okay, you want to be able to greet, uh, greet we want to be able to greet you. So I'd like to open it up to our men first. If you uh, are a man and you would like to say hello, we're going to open it up to you first. After the men, we'll open it up to anybody who is a first time caller. You've never, you've your first time calling in or You've called in before, but you've never spoken. You've never allowed us to greet you, and you'd like to do so this morning. So those three categories first are men, visitors, or guests, excuse me, and first-timers in that order. Hey, good morning, family. It's Cedric on the call. Uh, thank you for that declaration, Tanya. Good morning, Cedric. Thank you. Any other men? All right. First time callers or anybody that has never been able to, who's never spoken before, if you'd like to say good morning, the call is open to you. You are special to us. <clears throat> All righty. Family, let's have at it. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. This will be on your great decoration. Thank you. Good morning, Mama. 
Good, good morning. morning. Thank you, Tanya, for teaching us yet again how to fight. Amen. Have a good day. Good morning. You too. Good morning. This is wonderful, Wanda. Thank you for your declaration. Hey, um, wonderful. I'm actually, I'm actually in the middle of, at the end of reading your book. And so it's oh. really been an, an honor and a pleasure getting to know you and Carl. And um, oh. I am in the process of finding out what my true purpose is. And I'm just, you know, I was excited in the beginning and I'm still excited. So I just wanted oh. to say thank you again for your declaration. Well, thank you for your support. Um, thank you. I appreciate it. And um, I can't wait to see what the end is going to be, finding your purpose and getting to the end of the book so you can tell me what you think. Somebody else was just about to say something. Oh, maybe that was me. Anybody else want to say good morning? No? All right. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, 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 oh. Hey, Shirley. Oh, oh. Hey, Shirley. Good morning. Okay. And I thought good I heard one other person. Never again. Good morning. Good morning. Never again. <laughs> good morning, family. It's great declaration. Thank you. Hey, magnificent. Good morning. Good morning, Tanya. It's persistent. Great declaration. Love it. Love the fight. Good morning, Persistent. I know you said Tanya and you didn't mean it, but it's okay. <laughs> oh, did I say Tanya? Uh, see, I'm half okay, asleep. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I knew, I know that was a whole accident. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Thank you, though. Love you. <laughs> Tammy. Quiet. Girl. Girl. Yeah, be the shirt. Be I believe that fight that that fighting spirit rubbed off on her. I used to fight with my hands, honey. I had to keep watching her to learn how to fight with my hands and my side to fight on my knees because maybe I would pick up a brick, a shoe, a hanger. It did. <laughs> oh, I thank God for deliverance because now now fight's a little a little bit different. But I I will still fight. You hear me? I just fight in Jesus' name on today. We thank God for shifting us. Great share this morning, sis. Um, And and I think listening um, to that that day when we were sitting at that table blowing bubbles, being our little silly selves, having a ball, and it's almost like somebody turned a light on, and we looked at each other and was like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> what in the world are we? We was cute as a tech, too. You hear me? Mm-hmm. Cute and clueless. And I do mean Listen. clueless. So, oh. Dion, I want you to stay. Let's, let's, let's interact for a minute, just real quick, uh-huh. before anybody else makes a comment. So, okay. I mean this for real though like clueless um I don't know what you I don't know what I don't know if you I don't even know if I told you that I was going to be listen I'm that if I was supposed to get my hair done that week that would have been one of the times when I said I'm not talking much today I wouldn't have had no snacks um but I really think I I was at home um like I, I want can can let's talk to the person who says you know I just don't think I can you know, I, 
they, they, they don't have the confidence. They don't have the, they think that they've done too much in their lives for God to even use them for purpose. Can we talk about that just for a few minutes? Absolutely. Um, about, yeah, yeah. Um, you, you start off and then I'll pick up. Well, I'll say this. I remember when Gloria invited me to the, the thing. It was a like women's coalition type thing. There were, I mean, all kinds of professionals of every nationality, of every, um, it didn't have anything to do with Jesus. It was just a women's meeting. And I know that I had just come home good. Um, and I was, I was in the worst space ever. Oh, man. Mm. Oh, I was so yeah. frustrated. I was living at my grandmother's house, sleeping in yeah. the Josiah, in the childhood room I had grown up in. And it, it was bad. It was bad space. And I think we went number one to get some relief because uh, mm-hmm. there were things going on with you and um, the it kids. Was, it, yeah. it was a lot. The kids was in and out of jail. I mean, it was it was tough. But what I do remember is uh, we we always play too much and ask those questions. Child, what are we doing here? Why? <laughs> where are we going? I was like, girl, I don't know, but I just want to get out the house. And it was storming, and we were in Alameda. Mm-hmm. We weren't That's just. Right. It wasn't just okay. It was storming. Um, and I I'm huge on keeping my word. So because we had talked about not going. And there was this push to go. It was one of the best pushes I think we have ever experienced collectively because it started an avalanche of discovery. It started an avalanche of more. It started an avalanche of really interrogating the text, um, building greater relationship with Holy Spirit because we were just going through motions of existing, really. Mm-hmm. Both of us mm-hmm. in very different. Um, I was I was in one of the most major shifts of my life. It was 2013, and I think it was right before Demarie's first break. Remember that? Oh my God, it, do I? It was before Declare Victory. Oh yeah, it was well before Declare Victory, and I remember you before, calling me. So it might yeah. have been 20. 20- 13. So no, it wasn't 2013. No, 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 no. It was 2010. Oh. Yeah, because two, 2009, we went to the luncheon. 2010, it was toward the latter part, I think, because 2010 um, is when I started. The, I'm absolutely, you even said it Monday, because I didn't remember the year. No, no, it couldn't be, only because I lived in Atlanta. So have I just oh, okay, I got it wrong day? then. Yeah, I lived maybe in so, Atlanta. maybe uh, so, but I, I remember 2010 uh-uh. is when. No, I, okay. No, okay. I, right. I stand corrected. I just moved okay. back from Atlanta, and I was thrown off. I okay, mean, like, gotcha. 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 I, look, okay. I still okay. had a boyfriend. I was still right, having sex outside of marriage. Look, I went. I didn't look, know. I was still having <laughs> sex outside of marriage. <laughs> Shut up. I'm just talking about what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Listen, yeah. It, it's it's a real thing. That was ten years ago. Okay. And and I could be wrong about the date, but what I do know is that that thing, that one, 
um, you'd be surprised at how, remember I said yesterday how God will send the person, right? If you think about Joseph on his way mm-hmm. in the field, and then he ran into a man. The man didn't even have a name. He said, no, I saw him headed to Dothan. Listen. He all, he, look, Joseph was on his way a whole nother direction. And this one man with this one sentence redirected his life and set him up for a tumultuous time. Um, what, what appeared to be a deadly time in that moment and said, no, they went that way. You need to go that way to find them. We had a go that way moment. Yes, we did. And just like Joseph could have said, mm, I'm not going that way, or he could have been gone that way and gone a little bit off. We could have made a decision because of the rain. And you know, black women in their hair and rain. We could have made a decision. Listen, my yeah. hair was fly because you did it. Right. Yeah. We, 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 <laughs> you, and it was tag. long. Listen, it was long at the time. It wasn't short like it is now. It was long. So I was double I was double um, protective over my hair because I'm not sitting in the chair again for no four hours for you to No, ma'am. Your no. hair was long. No, ma'am. Yo, that's how I know it was 2014 because was, you was 50-something. Let me tell you, I'm going to find the picture. I'm going to find the picture, and I'm going to send okay. it to you. Let me tell you how I know. Because I had cut it off when you was in Atlanta. I made you come back. Oh. To yeah. And Quita cut it all you're the way right. off. He didn't have yeah, to answer right. I would have had to answer <laughs> the question. Okay. I guess we okay. Let people we got to stop. Yeah. I'm just going to say, they they rolling their eyes. I feel it. They rolling their eyes at us. Okay. It's open, y'all. I, I, the only reason I did that is that I wanted to let you know, this is not who we've always been. How you hear us now and how you see us now, we fought to get here. We fought to get here and we fought to maintain who we are. Through I broke a bottle and was cutting people. <laughs> I had bricks and rocks in my pocket to get out. She she was for real saved. <laughs> but I was super religious. Hell I'm, I'm just glad I caught it. I, you didn't have to say it like that, man. Hell okay, up. okay, no more no more me and you. Um, Anybody have a question? Anybody have a comment? Anybody else want to share how they got to purpose? Anybody, anybody, anybody? Hey, Tina. Hey, hey. Tannis and Dion, y'all are a mess. Oh, my God. So real, it's, it's restored, and and it's so true that that learning how to fight from prayer it doesn't yield temporary um, results; it yields permanent results. That the outcome um, of your prayer and the posture of your heart um, it just does something. Um, with along with your faith, so you said that that hit so hard because it's just some things I just won't I won't entertain anymore. Okay, yeah, you said that. Okay, whatever. That's not what I believe in. I'm gonna go this way. Lord, fix it, and and go on about my business. I think in this time, I think I'm in a place or getting to the place where it doesn't require a whole lot of um, reaction, entertainment into that thing, and also just appeasing the enemy you you talked about um you talked about um the enemy his own is not yeah yeah that's you (laughs) you talked about 
um, the enemy and fighting with God. He didn't even fight them. He kicked them out of heaven. He didn't do that. He didn't windmill them. Boop, there you go. So that's how Boop. we have to fight. It's not, it doesn't require a whole lot of tussling. It don't require me to be mad because I told you how I felt, but I really didn't tell you everything. All that energy, I give it to God because he is the only one that has the final results. So I love you. Gray share. It's just so amazing how um, when you talk and then when you and Dion talk together, it just confirms that, you know, the things that we're going through and the way, the direction that we're going in, it's for our good. All things work together. So, yeah, I appreciate you and I love you. I love you, Mama. My disclaimer. <laughs> Anybody else? Now, you know I had to say something. <laughs> I was in when you first started, I was in the middle of feeding my daughter. Now I'm mm, trying to. That's good to eat. Yeah. I had to say something. You amaze me. You are a very amazing woman. God has really blessed you. Between you and Dion, I just thank God for two of you and I love both of you an excellent declaration as always and I just appreciate the both of you well we and love want you to... and oh I'm sorry I thought you was finished go ahead no I just want to say that we I love you it. and appreciate your tenacity um Miss Barbara used to every time she opened her mouth she used to cry but thank God she got she got every time she could teach a whole declaration now. Listen, that's purpose. <laughs> doing stuff on purpose, doing stuff intentionally. I mean they yeah. cry hard, you hear me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> God is a good God is a good God. And so for those of you that are afraid to open your mouth because you're nervous or um because you know you feel like you might tear up, it's okay. It's okay. You can. Once you get past it. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. This is Dee. I cry, too. <laughs> no, I didn't mean to cut you off. I Girl. try to talk before these babies come in because they've been, oh, y'all, stretch your hand towards Richmond Parkway, please, to these little youngsters. <laughs> but I have to laugh when you were talking about windmill, and that's not my story. Thank God for my brother who taught me how to really use these hands. Been delivered, thanks to you. But I was thinking about the very first Declare Victory function at Dion's house where I first really met you and re-saw her because I've known her just didn't really put it together but I remember you asking me that question I'm like you said what is your purpose no you said what are you here for and I'm looking at you like huh because I saw the flyer I mean what you mean what am I here for I understand. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened and then you and I talked because we were doing little questions and I think it was like six things we had to say about ourselves mm -hmm. and once mm -hmm. you said you know you were yeah, with your six kids and you like purple and then I looked at you not your outer beauty because you're fine but just your heart I saw it then and here we are 10 almost 10 years later and I know my purpose I really didn't know why everything that had happened to me happened you know as far as the the baby and all the kids and now as I'm in this school and I keep saying it because I didn't know my purpose was to really love on children and love on those who have been kind of not like misfit, if that makes sense, and through Declare mm -hmm. Victory and through you. And even the fight thing, even when I um, 
like Dion, <laughs> it's the Richmond thing, I would pick up, a, I don't care, I'll pick up a person to fight to defend myself. I'm not going to start it, even though people probably think I'm a bully, I'm not. I won't start it, but I'll finish it because I'm not, I'm more fa- afraid of a sneak attack. Like you were talking about the different types of swings, but I'm so glad that I learned how to war. So it's different. So I understand everything you said. And I love when you tell your stories because some of them that you share, I was a part of. And it just makes me feel so um, grateful to, to, to see you and your beautiful children. I love you to life. And we got your back. You ain't got the fight. <laughs> you know, you got some moves <laughs> on your squad. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God for hands and the hand ministry, the hand ministry. You know, um, Didi, I, I immediately I can still see us sitting in Dion's living room on Tuolumne, um, on the ottoman, and us talking. And I know you brought Mama Doris with you, but I don't know who she was talking to, but it was like we were in our own world, and it was so unique to to hear um, so many similarities. But I, I also remember that the the um, the time that we took, how God knit us together. Like I, you were my little sister, but um, how our relationship grew out of declare victory. Otherwise, I never would have met Didi. And think about this. Um, we talk about Dion often, and, you know, she just had a desire to pray. She tricked me into teaching every single day, seven days a week. For Was it two years? I finally got a break when Lisa started on Saturday, I think. But every, can you, we, we had declared victory seven days a week then. And with my crazy self, I said, okay, but that was the teaching. Listen. That was the teaching being cultivated. I failed to say this. Once the Lord um, revealed to me what my purpose was, it was my responsibility to then cultivate that. So that's um, that's one of the reasons that I went to school, because I wanted to improve my ability to communicate both verbally and in written form. Um, the, the te- I mean, I, you talk about throwing somebody in in the middle of the lake. I mean, every single day. For at least two years, um, I taught, and I didn't get messages from online. I didn't get messages from other people. This is a fresh word, declare victory God, every single day. The Lord never let me down um, or never let us down because I was like, what are we doing? Um, and, And many of the things that I taught was in story form because I loved that presentation. For me, I can teach too, but my um, just teach flat-footed. But using the method of storytelling for me made it more practical for people because I wanted people to get it. We didn't have we we are at a disservice because well, it's also a good thing too because we can't see each other. I can't read your body language so much, so I can feel certain things, but I couldn't I couldn't see you. So we had to use our other senses to be able to connect with people, and it was really odd to teach people and you're not looking at them. You don't know what they think. You don't even know if they put the phone down, if they, but, and then when we started doing the love, we didn't start off with love, life, and victory. We didn't start off with, with, with greeting one another. It sounded really chaotic to me. Now it's foreign to me. If something is awful, we don't, but I'm saying all that to say there was purpose even in all of that to bring us to where we are. This call runs automatically. I don't have to teach. I get to teach now, and I got to teach then too, but it really was perfecting the gift that I have and perfecting my purpose. Anybody else want to share? Anybody have a question? 
Yeah, Tanya, this is uh, Jubilant. You ran through those um, those questions so fast. Why would I have to wait to live life in this? The ones that you you had for the um, finding your purpose. I don't even okay. So I had two primary questions, and those two questions were, why? What am I here for? What What am I here for? Second question was, what is my purpose? It's the same thing, but asked in a, almost like a synonym. It's asked differently. I'm not just here to exist. What is my purpose? What is my specific role? And then I, I, I gave you um, the four steps that I used um, in my pursuit. So the, um, the, the steps were I made a decision. As simple as that sounds, I made a decision that I want to know and I'm willing to do whatever is necessary for me for me to find out. Thus, the fasting without an end date. I'm fasting every day until I hear from you. You are going to answer me, God, because you said you would. The second step was I created the right question. So I went back to I realized that is the, the that was the question. My question became, what is my purpose? My third, the third, my third step was asking the appropriate person. I didn't feel led to go to my pastor. I didn't feel led to go to my, not, I'm not saying that, that you can't do that. I didn't feel led to go to them because I didn't feel they would have the answer for me. I went to mm-hmm. God with my question. The last um, step was I prepared for the answer. Because I felt like if God, once God, I knew God was going to answer me. Once he did, I wasn't going to retain it in memory. I wanted to be able to capture every single thing he said. So I got a pen and a paper, and I sat <laughs> until he answered. Thank and I listened. Okay? Thank you so much. You're welcome. I thought somebody was trying to speak, or maybe you just came off mute accidentally. Oh, this is Shirley. Okay, I heard two people. Shirley, there was another person. Natasha. I'll go okay, after her. So, okay, thank you. Uh, I really love what you said. I really love how you started it off. You said, do you believe your suffering has a purpose? And I never heard anyone uh, ask that question before, and it made me ponder and think. Um, yes, we're trying to define our purpose. Uh, it, it helped identify uh, where your relationship is got at that particular time. Uh, it also showed me at that time I was going through and still going through a battle with my sisters going on for 40 years of court battle. But at that time, early on, I allowed them to the book from um, walking in my um, I was neglecting it. Um, I knew what God had for me, and yet I wasn't doing anything about it because it overpowered me. And then as I started, you know, having a, a one-on-one, more in-depth relationship with God, I was upset because I I had asked God for this. He gave it to me but I wasn't using it. And I was afraid he was going to take it away from me. I did not Mm. want him to take away what I asked him for. And this is what I love what you said. I had to learn how to fight what God 
have ordained me to use. And now I can still, I'm still going through the battle, but it is not affecting me or it is not distracting me like it did before. So I just want to say thank you. Yes, we can succeed even through our suffering. And uh, I think you have to be willing to uh, know what I was trying to do it on my own. I was defeated. When I allowed God to get into the boxing ring and fight on my behalf, I was able to see it, but I was no longer involved in it. And it gave me the peace, knowing that God said that I will take care of it. So you can be walking to your purpose. So I just want to say thank you because you, you can overcome even doing your, your purpose. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Shirley. Thank you. Go ahead and never again. Hi, good morning. I So I am just walking in a place of, I have such joy, and there's just this gladness and excitement in my heart, um, especially hearing hearing your share. And I think about, I had just written something, I was sharing something with someone this morning and referred to Romans 8.28. Um, and then hearing you say it, and I think, you know, all things work together. Even our suffering works to help bring us and drive us toward purpose. And as I kind of look back over my journey, I just declare victory and just all the ministry, so many of the ministries that have sprang from declare victory and touched my life have been instrumental in helping me to gain the tools that I need to um, to go from a space where I just was just dealing with a lot of stuff that I didn't really know how to deal with. And when I think about it and I look back, I think even at, in my 20s, I was struggling with this idea of, I didn't realize it at the time, but how do I walk in the fullness that God has for me? And that's always been a tug on me and recognizing that there had been this incongruence between what I desired in my heart and my ability to execute it contributed to a lot of angst, right? But there's something that feels oh. really good. Is that me? Um, it sounds like somebody is screwing something in. You're working on something. I don't think, is that you? That's not you. No, it's not me. Mm -mm. I'm going to move yeah, to Somebody's building spot. something. <laughs> okay. Go ahead and mute. Everybody just take the time to go ahead and, and look at your phone and please mute. Okay. Go ahead, Natasha. So I just, I think that as I kind of look back over just my life and things that have happened to me and, and hearing you speak, I, and, and I, I realized that I've always been walking in what it is that God has for me. As I look around, like there are pieces and elements that remain true to who I've always been. I'm just able to see it more clearly now. Um, and even though I don't know that I could yet articulate, like somebody asked me exactly what my purpose is right now, I, I know that I'm in the midst of it, that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be, that I'm where I'm supposed to be. And that part you said about fighting, like I, like you, I didn't grow up like physically like fighting. I was the kid that I got bullied and my mom would always say, you know, you're the peacemaker. I'm looking for a way to figure out how to how to bring peace to everybody and let's avoid trying to fight. I grew up hood adjacent. You know, that was me. But I have learned yeah, how to adjacent. fight. 
hood. Yeah, I was hood. Yeah, <laughs> I was hood adjacent. I was that kid, and very sheltered in many ways. But what I've learned through my journey with Declare Victory is like a different kind of battle and understanding that the battle belongs to God and knowing my part and how to fight and do it from a place of a, a spiritual, that spiritual fight. And just I'm excited about the growth and learning what that looks like and how to put that into practice because I know that my latter days will be better and that God has big things for me that I haven't seen or imagined yet. And so just having that faith and then having the confidence to know that I can do this and I got people around me to support me. And it's just, it's just wonderful. And what you said is just, it, you gave a lot. So I'm looking forward to even going back and listening to the, the replay and really meditating and thinking on how this process plays out. Cause this is not a spectator sport. Like, God is not going to come down and do it for you. That was one of the things that you said early on that really stuck out for me. You you want to do this thing. You want to walk in purpose, and you got some work to do. You got to work, and you got to show up, and you got to keep showing up with consistency. And even when you fall down and you fall off, you got to get back up. We win if we don't quit. It's just so many things, and I'm just so grateful and full. <laughs> And I feel Man, the tears about beautiful. to well up. It's just, it is just, it's wonderful. So for anybody who's out there that is struggling, just keep going. It gets better. I promise you, if you keep going, if you do the work, if you build on your relationship with God, that is the number one thing. Matthew 6 and 33, if you do that, it gets better. It does. I'm a living witness. So that's all. Um. I have to say that my heart is overwhelmed listening to Never Again Speak. And she, um, one day maybe she'll share why she has that name, but um, I remember her barely being able to speak and would not speak. And then when she did, every time she spoke, it was pro something profound, but she rarely spoke. And now to hear her speak so eloquently and with such confidence and with such great, I mean, I, I can't turn flip. Um, somersaults in the grass back here, but I, it, my heart is overjoyed. Um, you know, I purposely don't say a lot anymore. I want because I want to give people an opportunity. I don't. I generally, I'm on. I often, um, but I, I generally want to give other people an opportunity uh, to speak. And I just, I just, I just bask in the growth and the maturity that I get to witness simply because I was obedient. Beyond what we were obedient. Um, yeah. Anybody else want to share? Um, this is Shirley again. I wanted, I forgot to say something. Can I add one more thing? No, Miss Shirley, you can never say anything ever again. <laughs> Go no, ahead, sweetie. This, this is awesome. As I'm walking up, uh, we're going to Prayer Mountain in a couple of weeks. I'm taking some women up there. I did not know what to speak on. I've been asking God. And he, and he told me, take this message where I'm hearing for each, all the ladies that are going. And I wanted to share, so uh, uh, these notes that I'm taking down, it's also serving a purpose. So I'm taking it to the mountains when we go up there. So yes. I wanted to know. Oh, wow, that's beautiful. Look how God set that up. When he gave, think about this now. Dion, God gave Dion the topics last year. Am I right, sis, in 2022? October of 2022. 
gave her the topics for all 12 months for 2023. Now, prior to um, me completing school, I had to limit my shares to once a month, and they were always at the end of the month. Today, though, is July the 6th. It's the beginning of the month. It's the first of the month, the date that y'all decided that you're going to go on this prayer walk. And specifically what God gave me to share, because I didn't just make this up. Lord, what do you want them to hear? And he gave me the download. And he did it on purpose so that you and other people on the call could take the nuggets. You could take with it not all of what I did, not all of what I said, but take the nuggets that apply to you and use them. And you get to share it with some other women. And y'all going to be on the mountaintop. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. That is incredible. Anybody else? Before we give you some time back. Sister Tam, this is Prosper. Hey, Prosper. Hey, um, I've been listening and... Um, you were, when you opened up, you were, you, I can't remember how exactly you said it, but you said something like, you know, going through trials is like the, where you, the beginning of you doing something great. I'm kind of paraphrasing. Um, or, you know, you learn something or uh, things were invented from the, um, from trials. And oh yeah. Going about. through suffering has a purpose. Suffering has a purpose. Yeah. And you're talking about the shoes. I think you said mm-hmm. something about the shoes. And I, rubber sole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I keep thinking about, so I, some of you guys know, I, one of my, my favorite movie is like the Rocky series, Rocky 1, 2, and 3. And um, <clears throat> I was just watching it over the weekend. I love it. And it's just inspiring. But I look back because it's an old movie and his shoes were like, the old school converts, and I don't know if you remember in the training scenes, he was running a lot. Mm-hmm, I, I was mm-hmm. focusing on his flat shoes because, you know, these days, you know, you have to meet with feet and stuff. You have to have some support. And these mm-hmm. shoes were just flat. And I was just looking at yep. those flat converts, high top shoes, and he was doing all that running. And on the way, I just had kept, I kept thinking about it during um, the share and hearing everyone's comments. And it just was reminding me about that support. And like, I mean, I think I've kind of gotten away from not spending as much time with God and I feel it now, you know, cause you don't feel it immediately. It's like over time, like, um, so the support of the shoe I was thinking, I feel like is reminding me cause I'm like, I'm sure his feet, his feet got, um, you know, started hurting at some point now, you know, over when age goes by. Anyway, long story short, I just was, uh, aligning that to needing the support from the needing God, running with Him. I don't know if this makes any sense, but this is that's just what I was getting from it. Is like I can run, but I can't run with what I really need to unless I have that support and everything. Um, running with the Lord. I don't know if that makes any sense, but <laughs> thank you so much. I'm I'm just enjoying everyone's comments today. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Thank you so much for your comment, um, Prosperous. I immediately, as you as you mentioned that, I immediately thought about um, the set of scriptures in Ephesians, the sixth chapter, and it talks about. Um, 
not only our weapons, but also our gear that we're supposed to be that we're supposed to put on. Um, you know, the helmet of salvation, um, the, the the belt of truth, and um, so on and so forth. I, I'm, I'm trying to do two things at one time. I definitely do not have Dion's split brain. Somebody get that for me right quick. Ephesians six. Yeah, because um, I think there's uh, a shoes of shoes. There is a shoes of peace. Okay. Yes. And I, I want to relate what you said. Somebody got it? Ephesians 6. If I can get it. Just give me a minute. All right. Um, and he talks about the armor of God. And I'm going to start at the 10th church. 10th church. <laughs> the 10th, 10th verse, Ephesians 16. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Um, um, they also, many different um, versions talk about um, the the shoes of peace, or some people fashion them well, boots. Well, when you're getting ready to fight, you got to have the right, you know, gear on. You can't go to a fist fight with some stilettos on. I mean, I guess you could and take them off and use the stilettos as a weapon, but you know, or or fighting with, um, you know, lace-up hard shoes on, the dress shoes, you know, or with a suit. You're going to be restricted. I, I I never did this, but I know of people who said, okay, I'm going to show you. Or maybe they, maybe they didn't say anything at all, but they went in the house, put Vaseline on, put on some old clothes because they didn't care if they got torn, um, but made sure they were structured real good, not no little thin T-shirt because then all your business would be showing. Um, pull that hair back in a ponytail and um, put on the right shoes and went outside, and they they went for it. Um, and I think about that analogy, how that we can put on blessed oil. Hallelujah. Maybe we don't pull back our head, our hair in a ponytail, but we definitely put that head, that helmet on to protect. To protect our head um, from blows that the enemy would might try to throw at us. And, well, we put on the belt um, to ensure our pants don't drop or they don't get ripped off of us as we enter into the dirty fighting and we put on the shoes of peace. We fight, but we fight differently. We don't fight with our fists. We fight on our knees. We fight with the word of God. Now, you want to know a secret weapon? Ah, y'all ain't ready yet. I'm gonna wait till I share again. I'm gonna share again later on this month. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you about another level. We're gonna raise the level of fighting, and I'm gonna show you how to really, really fight dirty. Anybody else have anything on this topic? Is there anybody on the call that can share how you found purpose or what you're doing right now to find purpose? Anybody? All right. Now taking things in. Sis, anything you want to add? Um, Oh, go go ahead. Who uh, who was that? Rochelle. Oh, okay. just, can you 
can you just, I'm going to be Brother Jeff, expound a little bit on um, <laughs> what it means to ask the appropriate questions to the appropriate person and how it can deter you or um, delay you or even cause you to go in a different direction? I was thinking about maybe Revelations 3 and 20. I don't it, it, that's what just came to me um, as I looked it up. So, yeah. Um, sure. Expounding on asking the right person. Um, while you can definitely seek counsel from, you know, like you may have a, a peer counselor at work or you may have a mentor that that um, you meet with regularly or irregularly, um, you certainly can talk to people about your purpose. But in my opinion, the only person, the only personality that can reveal to you your purpose is the Holy Spirit. Um, so let me go back to scripture. Let me go to Psalm. Oh, I just pulled it up one second here. Psalms 139. I'm going to start at the 14th verse, and hopefully I'll be able to connect this and make it make sense. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You need to get that. You are not an accident. You are a purpose. You are a purpose before you are a person. You heard that earlier. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days, listen to this, all the days ordained of me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. So if if everything about me was written in a book, a book that belongs to God, written by one of the angels who served as his scribe, or maybe there are several of them, I don't, I don't know, but there is a book about you. There is a book about me, and it has everything in it about our lives. Listen to this. Everything and every mistake, um, every accident, every disappointment, every celebratory moment, every milestone in that book. Listen, every time we suffered needlessly, needlessly at the hands of self-inflicted pain, every time we suffered without cause, when someone lied on us, when someone blamed us, when someone, when we suffered um, indirectly, ask me about that. I, man, all of that is contained in the book, and all of that is for a purpose. So when I think about my life and I think about all the things that I've gone through, they all have meaning. Becoming a mom at 17, uh, being abused as a, as a young wife. Uh, physically abused. Yeah. Surviving that and making a decision never again will a ninja put his hands on me or bully me. Never. You hear me? Never. I got sons now that I can call and grandsons. I'm not worried about that, but they won't do it because mm, I got this weapon that I can use. I don't have to register with nobody. So anyway, going back to 
your question, Rochelle. While, while I can seek information from men, and God will use men, right, um, to help us along, my first source is going to be the Holy Spirit because he is also known as the spirit of truth, and he also reveals the will of God to us. So that, that's why I um, highly recommend that you go to him first. Now, if you need a little help with deciphering um, uh, what the Lord has given you and he gives you permission to, like you haven't gotten up off your knees too soon, you know, like because if you ask a question, you get the answer, and the answer is not clear, it's important for you to ask a follow-up question. Like, okay, Lord, you want me to do this, but what specifically? And as, I'm, and, I'm, and as I think about it, I had a discussion with somebody about, you know, the Lord has given me this, and I'm, I'm considering going to school because blah, 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 blah. But I went to people who are knowledgeable. So every pastor is not gifted in the area of counseling. And that's no shade. That is a, that is a true fact. Every church mother, every pastor's wife is not gifted in the area of counseling. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to seek a professional counselor, but if you have a, listen, if you have a pastor who has never worked in um, corporate America or in, in the secular, in the market marketplace, um, there's only so much advice that he or she is going to be able to give you about the workplace. They can give you theory, and they may be even be able to give you some scripture. But but it may be best for you to seek out counsel from someone who has, has experience in the area you're seeking counsel. Does that make sense? Um, and I hope that answered your question as I tried to unpack that a little bit more. Rochelle, let me know if it does or yeah, does not. Yeah, it did. It did, because I was just thinking so oftentimes we just want to run stuff by people, and we have to realize that people are still people that the Holy Spirit will lead us to the right people so that we can ask the right questions and get the right answers. And then we don't have to be straggling and, and going back in circles about what the Holy Spirit always said, already said, and he'll confirm it because he's already talked to you and told you what to do and how to do it, but he'll send you the right people um, just to confirm. And I just, in going back to what you said about you know, saying certain things, everybody in the church, it's not wise counsel. We're all people, but the Holy Spirit will lead you to the, will use them, and I'm not going to say they're not, will use them to be the wisest counsel at that time for that particular um, purpose. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you did. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And, and it's okay for you to ask the Holy Spirit, you know, can I talk to so-and-so about this? Can I share? Because there are definitely times when you're not supposed to share certain things. He'll let you know the difference or, and or he'll lead somebody to you and they'll bring up the subject and you'll be like, oh, my God, this just ha-. That's not an accident. That's, that's, that's not an accident. I don't believe in accidents. I believe in purposes <laughs> and divine appointments. I don't believe in luck. I believe in God's divine favor, grace, and mercy. That's me. All right, y'all. It is. Seven, my computer is being hot. I don't know what time it is. It is 7.46 a.m. on July the 6th, 2023. Anyone else have a comment or a question or a share? Going what? Going twice? Going thrice in the name of Christ. I want to thank you for your listening ears this morning. Thank you for your comments. Uh, 
thank you for your thoughts. Thank you for being here with me. Now, we're going to end this call because I'm going to go and enjoy the rest of my vacation. I love y'all. Make sure you call back on tomorrow. Tomorrow is Men's Day. I don't know who the speaker is, but it has been purposed that that man will speak into your life. I love y'all. Have a great day. I love you, too. Have a blessed day, everyone. Have a blessed day. God bless you. Have a blessed day, everybody. Have a blessed day. Have a great day.